Where not to invest in 2024? Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network Podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald. It's great to have you joining us here at the Property Investor Network podcast. So in 2024, there are some certain areas that are very, very difficult to be investing in. Not impossible, but there are also some areas where at the end of the day, there's lower hanging fruit in other areas, and maybe you want to try and avoid these. So first, I'm going to start with And it's not so much of an area as a country, as in Scotland. Now, I know, before you all have a go at me, some people who are Scottish, who live in Scotland, who are doing some successful investing now. And I also know that it is very, very difficult in Scotland. You know, the Scottish government do not like landlords. They would prefer everybody owns their own property and maybe that's the way it should be. You know, who knows who's right and who's wrong. But with all of the legislations that they put in there, all of the Article 4s, all of the different um, plannings that you need for HMOs, for serviced accommodations, for local licensings, it's more and more difficult to get a profitable business, property business, up and running. So what I would say is, obviously, if you're based in Scotland and you know the areas brilliantly well and you know how you're doing it, then people are doing it. But you need to know your areas. You need to really have that level of detail. So it's not a particular area that I would look at investing. And when I go and I meet uh, Scottish investors, people that are investing there, they always say the same thing to me. Oh, it's easy for you lot in the UK. Uh, It's a lot more tricky for us here. And I see more and more Scottish investors actually just hopping over the border uh, and doing investment opportunities in the northeast and areas like that as well. So for me, I don't personally ever look at Scotland. Uh, Would I ever do a deal in Scotland? Hey, I'll do a deal anywhere. The numbers stack and things. But I wouldn't personally, if I was going to be going out there, UK-based, looking at investing in different areas. And there's some beautiful areas, which really does make it make it so, so painful because Scotland is such a beautiful country. You know, I drove through there, went up to Edinburgh. What an amazing city. You know, Edinburgh house prices as well, my Lord. You know, it is a bit like London. You know, the equivalent is probably London is Edinburgh with the house prices and everything. Reminded me a lot of Bath, which I've been to before, uh, where I've lived for a long time as well. Uh, So when I was there wandering around, it was just like, oh, I was in awe of the place. Absolutely gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. But I can see that they've got a lot of restrictions there and a lot of um, things that can make life very difficult. Leads me on to another place where, again, you can do deals, you can do very successful deals, and there are. But would I actively myself go out there and look to invest in? Maybe not. Is London. So if you're based in London and you know London inside out and you can find the right deals, then that is brilliant for you. But house prices in London are very, very high. And if anywhere this year is going to have a crash and a big crash, it would be London. It would certainly be London first, but it would be London that will probably be hit the hardest. Now, the problem with London right here, right now, 
is the interest rates. Because the house prices are so expensive, obviously your mortgages are so expensive. So with interest rates going up the way that they have been and the way that they are, um, all of a sudden, you know, what, what you could be making is wiped out. You could go to London, you might be making a thousand pounds profit on a property, but all of a sudden the interest rates wipe it out and you're making 200, potentially even in negative equity in some areas. So all of a sudden, if people are looking at remortgaging now or on variable mortgages, it is very, very difficult in London to make property deals stack and to still get the profits that you were getting when we of course had the crash. And I think that's one of the reasons why after the recession, of 2008, you know, about 2012, 2013 and 14, London just shot up and boomed. But I think a lot of that was because the interest rates were so low. You know, you could buy property with really good rental demand with also really good rental rates. And of course, your interest rates were so low that you were making, you were re reaping the rewards of it. But of course, as interest rates over the last couple of years have gone up, uh, they come down a little bit at the moment now uh, for mortgages and things, but they're still nowhere where they were. And of course, the house prices are so much more expensive that the rents have to go up, but they still can't go up and match the house prices. So for me, unless you can find a good priced property, I wouldn't be looking in and around London personally. Now, let me just say to that, as a savvy property investor, what we need to be and what we want to be doing is looking for the property problem, okay? If somebody selling a property doesn't have a problem, doesn't necessarily need the money straight away, isn't really running around thinking to themselves, I need to sell this quickly or I have a problem, they're probably not the right people for you to be doing business with. We need to be out there looking for people who have a problem, people that need our help. And our services in the way and the methods that we use to buy properties can help them and support them. Now, of course, I have friends, good friends actually, that are based in London, that are based uh, in Scotland as well, who do just that. So when I say, you know, where not to invest, Okay, it's not that I say, right, don't do any deals in London. There are some good deals to be done everywhere, but you have to be looking at the property problem. Okay, we need to be finding somebody who needs our help. So a lot of amateur investors will be looking on Rightmove or other portals and things, trying to find those properties, those golden goose properties. Then they will be going to the vendors, to the landlords, to the agents, proposing how they can help these people, okay, in their methods when these people don't actually need their help. So again, if you're in an area like London or Scotland where the um, buying power is very, very tricky and also the prices are very, very high, look for the problem. There will be properties there that people need to sell at a discount for whatever reason. There will be their rundown properties that you can add value to, which is a massive thing, of course, as well. But that's really what you wanna be looking for. And I would say right here, right now in 2024, as we're getting into the year, this is a great, great time to be investing, okay? This is probably one of the best times to be investing in at least probably the last 10, maybe 15 years. Why? Because we're finally having a little mini sort of crash. The market's stagnant at the moment. It could go either way, okay? Now, 
I'm quite happy whichever way it decides to go because I'm a savvy investor and I look for my deals in a rising market, but I look for deals in a falling market, okay? If the deal stacks and the numbers work and it's gonna give me the cash flow I want, the capital growth will come over years. I'm not looking to sell right here, right now, and that's why you always wanna be looking at the long game, okay? But also looking at your areas. Now, another thing that I'm not really looking at investing in in 2024 myself is new property developments, okay? So a lot of the time, new property developments, they really want the uh, homeowners. Really, if you do wanna buy any on-plan or, or off-plan properties, you really wanna be waiting to the end, okay? Just hedging your bets, don't be a motivated buyer or anything, but wait to the end of the selling process. And if they've got a few that they just need to get rid of, that's when we can go in there and get some good deals. But if you're ever going in there right at the beginning, you're not gonna get the best rates. There can be massive deposits to put down there and it can all fall apart. I would say the lower hanging fruit, which is what we're talking about here, is just looking at properties that are, you can add value to, not properties that have already had the value added. You know, if we're looking to buy anything, can we go up into the loft? Can we make something out of a cellar? Can we build onto the back? Is there potential for planning on the back? Massive gardens all of these different things are what we want to be looking at when we're looking at any properties and of course newly built properties unless you're looking at apartments or you wanted to do service accommodation or something like that on them realistically are not going to offer you that and you're going to pay a premium for them so places like liverpool that are, are, are have massive demand for all the new building and everybody's thinking it's going to be the next hot city and everything like that liverpool's a lovely city and it is a hot city as well but you do need to be very very careful and i know some savvy investors that are actually going out of their way to avoid liverpool just because there's a lot of moving parts going on there and normally when a lot of people are focusing on one area looking at one thing it's not the best time for us as savvy investors to be doing it. If we wanted to get involved in that area, we should have already been involved in that area. And then if there's a lot of people going in there buying properties and things, and it obviously the capital growth goes up, great, happy days. You can sit back then and, and have that capital growth. But if you're trying to get in there now when everybody else is, potentially it crashes and it crashes at the wrong time and a lot of people get caught out with that. So just look at new developments and things like that. Look at areas like Liverpool and things that are very hot areas and maybe see if there's any other areas that don't suit you now obviously if you're based in Liverpool you'll know that market inside out and again like I say if you're based in London you know that market you're based in Scotland you know that market if you know your markets very very well don't think hang on a minute I've just watched a video there where they've said don't invest in London don't invest here don't invest there I'm not saying don't invest anywhere I'm saying make sure that you know what you're doing that you're doing good investments okay I'm just saying what I'm looking at at the moment and what I'm hearing and feeling from all of the networks, from all of the people that I know. Buy-to-lets are very, very difficult to get into at the moment. I wanted to build up a portfolio of buy-to-lets. I missed the boat when I started to do it because interest rates have been going up. So I'm continually always looking at high cash flowing strategies myself. And I would have said in 2024, that is a great thing for you to be doing as well. Looking at the HMOs, high level HMOs, don't wanna be bottom of the market or anything like that, or be middle of the market and look for social housing to put into your HMOs. On top of that, you've got serviced accommodation as well. 
a little two up two down townhouse can be converted into a beautiful serviced accommodation unit of course you've got flats you've got any sort of properties which can be short-term rentals you can look to put corporate clients in there contractors in there or have families you can look to do what you like but again another high cash flowing strategy what i will say is a lot of people are saying to me well the market's saturated with hmos the market is saturated with a lot of poor hmos i will say that there isn't many places that you can go around and say i tell you what this whole whole area has an amazing array of HMOs or co-living they're all brilliant no nope, you'll have some good stuff you'll have a lot of poor stuff as well a lot of tired landlords with that who are potentially looking to always sell service accommodation is very much the same I'm seeing more and more that people have got into this been into this for a while now and maybe are not looking after the properties or running the properties the way that they used to maybe they've got a little bit too big for themselves and all of a sudden you start turning up to these places and they're not quite as good or up to the standard that they should be so again there is a market there to make sure that you're there at a premium you offer a good service a vip service and you watch your revenue management equally be cautious of the fact that there are people out there selling the dream if somebody wants to sell you a deal, wants to manage that deal for you and everything's sorted out, if you give them a big wad of cash, just make sure you do your due diligence, okay? Make sure that whatever deals you're looking at doing, potentially if a, a deal source finds a rent-to-rent deal and we'll put them in there and then a company will look after it for you, do those numbers stack. Can you speak to somebody who has already done one of those deals and of course can tell you the pitfalls of it, can tell you how long it might take for you to start making your money or even get your money back. I've seen a few people jumping into these all of a sudden, they're actually having to put their hand in their own pocket to spend money out because these schemes haven't quite worked, the deal sourcer hasn't quite got the numbers right or the company who's managing them manages so many of these that you're just a little fish in a big pond and they can't really be bothered with you. They normally look after who shouts the loudest. So there's a lot of different ways to get into property investing in 2024 you've just got to make sure that you do your due diligence on all of these different things and the same with social housing as well social housing can be brilliant to take your properties on to help the community to help people less fortunate than yourself but again check the small print check it's a creditable company if it's the council and things do your due diligence on them. Again, ask to speak to landlords or homeowners that have used them or have this service that have been with them for a decent amount of time. Make sure that you are the property professional in your business and whatever strategy that you're choosing to do. Why? Because that will put you streaks ahead of everybody else. Realistically, is 2024 a time to be sat on the fence or a time to be investing? Whether you're in Scotland, whether you're in London, whether you're doing buy-to-lets or trying to do buy to let whether you're in Liverpool, Manchester, you know, Birmingham, wherever. Listen, if the numbers stack, and the one thing I do love about property is numbers, okay? I'm not a numbers guy, but I respect the numbers. Why? Because the numbers do not lie as long as we input the right ones. So make sure you know how to stack a deal, you know how to do your due diligence on any deal and go out there and look for the property problems. Stack your deals nice and fairly to make them a deal for you, but also a win for whoever you're trying to help. And in 2024, you can build a very, very successful property portfolio and business. If you need any help with that, then please do visit pinfurtherlearning.co.uk where we have free tools and resources for you to be able to come and help yourself to. We always have training webinars on, 100% completely free to help and support you. 
do join us in the PIN community. We have a Facebook community, the PIN community, as I say. Come and join us in there. Over 21,000 uh, fellow investors in there, all looking to help and support each other. And of course, if you prefer to listen to these episodes rather than watch them, then do check out the Property Investors Network podcast on all good podcast platforms. But do feel free to reach out to us, ask any questions and things, and do feel free to like, subscribe, and come and join me in the next episode right now. You take care, and I'll see you there. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local property investors networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way, and I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.